Welcome to Justifying the Effort, everybody. We're hanging on, holding on, and embracing the craziness. Yeah, so effort standing for 40s and 50s. And if you missed us, we're back. Yeah. We're back. Because we've been living our best life. Trying to. Kind Good of, night. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, things have been absolutely insane as of late. Yeah, so... Um, you may have noticed, we have a few people that listen, is uh, we've been very consistent every single week. And uh, we just want to apologize if we let anyone down because it has been two I th- weeks. I think I let myself down. <laughs> yeah. We promised ourselves, we're like, we are not ever and going to miss a week. And let's just say the last two weeks, it has been, and, and it, it kind of inspired this episode (laughs) for sure. And we'll get into that. But, uh, we, we want to apologize for anyone that last week was like, but But the uh, what are are they still doing it? If if you're a new listener, then, you know, just keep listening. Just carry on. Keep on believing. Yeah. If you just discovered us, (laughs) (laughs) well, let's just say, uh, so we, uh, well, the last time we talked to you guys, we were in Colorado. We were in the basement of your sister's house. Yes. So we made it home, made it home successfully. <laughs> I was like, where are we going? With- we- but uh, one story we I wanted to tell that I forgot to mention about our trip out in Colorado is, as you guys know who've tuned in before, our youngest is a big skateboarder, loves to do it, is all over it. That is his passion. But he's also like a dog. Meaning, yeah, that- we we always, um, and especially going on road trips, it's you know, like a like a puppy, you feel like you can't just stop and then get back in the car, like you know, you you have to run a puppy without a doubt. So, we've got to run him every day, and so part of running him every day was taking him to skate parks every morning, and uh, he had had some great sessions, met some cool people, but one of the neatest deals is. Out by where my sister lives, they have an absolutely amazing skate park, and there's a small bowl that's it's like in Frederick, yeah, Colorado. Weld, so if Weld County, yeah, yeah, if you are out there and you skateboard, you care about the location. It is probably it's her son's one of his favorites. Oh, by far, but they have a legit kidney shaped swimming pool. It's meant to be like you're skating a legitimate swimming pool. And uh, that was his favorite thing, the skate. Well, the coolest thing, I roll up there, and there's this group of like eight guys, and they were all in the F-word nation. They like, were justifying they, it. They were justifying yeah. the F-word. And these guys do, they're, they were all from St. Louis, and they do a skate trip every year. They pick a different location. And the youngest, I think, was 46, and the oldest was 58. And they were getting after it. And, and so, uh, Brosif... If you're tuning in, his name is not really Bruce, if that's his nickname, but he, we call him the ambassador. He makes friends wherever he goes. So if, if he, if he finds people that will like talk to him and bro it up. Um, so he became really good friends with the, this group of guys to the point that they were like, they're like, Hey, you pull this trick, we'll pay you five bucks. And so, and they, it was, it was just so cool. The community, how they were working with them, but I loved as part of the uh, F word uh, mantra, if you will, about living your best life, I love seeing a bunch of guys that weren't, and they all said they all stopped skating at fourteen and picked it up in their forties. Yeah, and one <laughs> one thing as because as you guys, uh, if you've tuned in before, we spend 
a lot of our life sitting at skate parks. That is that is where we're at. We're used to it. Um, and the one thing that we did notice was the skate park that we were at. We went a few times to this exact one, but we went to different ones along the way. Was we were sitting there, and Quinn and I both said to each other, "What is different about the skate park?" Because we've been to enough of them, spent enough time. And we looked around and usually skate parks, it's a lot of like lot little of, kids. A lot of like and you have six, some twenty about six to ten year old kids on scooters, really. Well, scooters, yeah. yeah. And you have little kids and then you have dabbled in maybe like a few other people in their early twenties. And this skate park, I don't know what it is, it's phenomenal, but it was like the coolest thing, not just this group of guys that Quinn met that were in the F word nation. Um but there were all these people like an- another day, our son was skating with this guy that was like, yeah, my, my youngest kids in their twenties. And he was like showing Logan how to do all these tricks. And we saw a ton of that. And I, I don't know what's in the water out there, but like, it was awesome Yeah, it was, to see. It was so cool. Once again, to see a bunch of people just getting after it and having fun and not letting uh, age dictate. So Moving on from that, I've had a lot of people reach out asking me about my car accident and how I've been feeling. My answer is stiff. <laughs> yeah, he's a, it's an unfortunate, like, I mean, it's when people ask me, I'm like, he's a life. Yeah, stiff. And uh, I definitely rattled my brain. So uh, things are coming a little slower than normal, but that's okay. Once yeah. again, happy, happy to be alive and uh Happy to be going back into the doctor here pretty soon. I know but that, that I, is, went, I was very that forceful. Is, that I is finally, the update. <laughs> yeah, I finally snapped and I was like, "You get back in that doctor. Let's figure out. You know, let's make you whole." But you are still kicking. Yeah, yeah. So once again, just talking about how crazy things have been and why we missed our last episode was, you know, starting like we normally record on Sunday, and last Sunday was absolutely insane well and it was like usually if we know it's crazy we're not making excuses it kind of feels like we are but um saturday quinn had a work function all day all day we were there and it was awesome big family day tube the river yeah it was awesome but literally like we're running back and forth picking up our oldest from work we got home in sunday well, well, Quinn will go yeah, over Sunday. Sunday yeah. I had to be, I had to be in park city at nine 30. Cause we played, uh, we played a gig on park city's main street. So it was get down there, get set up, sound check and be ready to go by 11 o'clock. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. So really fun to get out with the band. Um, we had one of our, uh, founding members of the QBP, Jeff Hamula was in town from, uh, North Carolina. So great to play with him. He, uh, He's he is hambo, and so anyway, it was great. And you guys rocked; it was awesome. Yeah. So our kids, uh, it was great to melt face, and our kids really haven't seen me play in a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. So the kids, thanks and a I, lot, COVID. Yeah, we went up and we were cheering squad, and then did the farmers market, and uh, which. If you haven't ever had a chance, if you live in Utah, not in Utah, or if you're visiting, it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come out; it is. All of the main street in Park City, which is, I've never seen a farmer's market that big. They have, um, like big name bands, like, like huge. Yeah. Like, like I would Queen say Brown like, project. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but it's just, it's such a good fun event that they have up there. Um, but literally like Quinn said, was we left a uh, farmer's market after Quinn jammed. Went to a skate park. We went to a skate park. Cause that was like, part of it is, um, like we said, is is our son is like a puppy. We have to run him, and 
he he just is like he was so mad there were so many people in the street that he couldn't skateboard while Quinn was playing. And I was like, buddy, we're here to support dad. So anyway, we went to a skate park and then well, and then uh, we took the kids to Brit Floyd. So all of our kids are big Pink Floyd fans. It's kind of an, been an indoctrination since they've been born. Like it is like our daughter the other day, um, she we were talking about Dark Side of the Moon. And I was like, what's your first memory? And she goes, Mom, I honestly wish that I could go back. But I, she's like, I've never not known Dark Side of the Moon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's like, I don't. So our kids know, um, I mean, all of Pink Floyd, but uh, it has been indoctrinated. Well, and if you're a Pink Floyd fan, Britt Floyd does a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, they do the laser show. They and have they, the pig come out. And like, they are, spot. I mean, they covered in uh, the show Echoes, which was a 23-minute song. And note I, for note. Note for note. It was amazing. So, but just to throw a little bit more things on the fire of Sunday, we also had family staying with us too. Yeah. So, so we had my brother, which is awesome, came in from Texas. So, um, yeah, he came in. So we were trying to like max out and hang out with him and uh, like his kids as much as we could. And then Monday night, yeah, Monday work happened, and then we had. <laughs> We had uh, a work event where we took customers. Megan came and we went and saw a band of horses in the Black Keys. Yeah. So we were back home late. Back home. And then I had to, this all sounds like a giant excuse, but it's really not. And then I had to be in Idaho Falls at 7 a.m. So we got home at midnight. I left the house. Yeah. I was up at 4. Like the kids even asked, they're like, was dad even home? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So we had people in town. Quinn was traveling for work and all that. So by the time he got home... It was like he, you were in Idaho for work and he were home for like not even 24 hours. And we were packing the car back up to go to my family. Well, reunion. And not to mention Tuesday night when I came home, I had some bad Wednesday, st- Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. I had some bad stomach juju. Yeah. So, uh, we even talked about, well, we should record. I'm like, I honestly don't know if I can sit upright. He's like, <laughs> I don't know if I will have to run in the bathroom, but anyway, but, and then on top of that, like, uh, a judge away, if you will, but we finally gave in and our youngest, he has felt so left out of the whole stranger things thing, like whole going on. Um, we, Quinn and I have been OG since the very beginning. And then like our oldest had to be 12 and she's a diehard. And then our second, we kind of were like, you have to be 11. And then Logan just like felt so left out that I think by Wednesday I was so just mentally exhausted that I was like, huh, he turned 10 in August. Come on in. Let's watch. <laughs> yeah. And so we've been having a rerun and it's, I mean, here's the deal. Judge away. But that kid, I told Quinn, I was texting him when Quinn was on his work trip and he just texted me back and says, 20 year old trapped in a uh, nine year old body. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Well, we took off Thursday and went to Megan's, uh, Megan's parents. We celebrated their 50th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then birthdays, the birthdays, my yeah. parents, uh, both had milestones. My mom turning 70, my dad turning 75. Yeah, it was 50 great. 50 year, yeah. Had a ton of fun. Went up to Boise, hit the water park, spent a lot of time hanging out it at their houses. It was hotter. We went up to Bogus Basin. and uh, <laughs> it, it was so fun. It was so fun. We were up there at the ski resort and they had one of those mountain coasters, which was amazing. But I have to tell you, uh, 
like I ended up halfway through the day, just started riding the lift because I needed breeze. Yeah. And the best is, so Quinn is the most patient, very rarely, like he might joking around complain, but Quinn is usually like, I will tough this out. And we were going around and around on the chairlift because it was 103 degrees in Boise. So I mean, it was, we were up high altitude, probably in the 90s. Yeah. And if you're up at elevation, you just get cooked in the sun. Yeah. So Quinn finally just looks at me and he's like, Can we finally leave? I got a cool day. (laughs) It's like I'm sunburned and I want to go home. And our oldest was like, She does not, she's not simpatico with the sun. And she finally was like, Can I? Although she's been bragging about tan lines. Yeah, that is true. But she was like, She looks at me, she's like, I think I have sunstroke. I (laughs) mean, I'm like, yes. But anyway, it was super fun. Um, But yeah, we just got home literally like an hour ago. Well, and a huge accomplishment of my last week, especially with all my driving up to Idaho Falls and back, is I did finish the Midnight Library. So Megan has been (sighs) giving me crap about this forever. So we'll dedicate an episode somewhere down the road and do a a full recap. I mean, yeah, if you've listened to past episodes, I it's one of my favorite books. And so I have been giving Quinn such crap about not reading it. He finally finished. And now I am going to read the four agreements because he, that's his book. Yes. At least for the time being. So we wanted to part of obviously talking about ourselves is we also wanted to set the uh, buffet of what we wanted to talk about today. Cause things have been crazy. Like legitimately this last weekend, it's Sunday, we're recording this, but there was more stuff going on between Wednesday and Sunday. like, And it was, it, and I don't know what it was about July 16th. But there were more things going on. Yeah, it was like Logan wanted to do a skate competition. We had a family, I mean, and then there was like three other things. Yeah. Oh, I had a work thing I missed. You had something that you missed. I mean, it was legitimately like Quinn and I stopped and we were like, this is getting hilarious that everything in this whole entire summer is all on the 16th. What is up with this day? You know, <laughs> it's just funny how life even flows that way. It's like, you can be sitting there going and then all of a sudden you're completely out of control. So to really kick this episode off, um, I'm going to have Megan tell a story oh. about Logan and it really sums up really how we've been feeling. And a lot of times, <laughs> you know, just so you guys know, we, we have a whole calendar with, ideas of what we want to podcast about that's that's written out but sometimes certain things just hit at certain times and it's like yeah we need well, to talk and I, about I that think this kind of started um quinn and i while he was out of town we were talking on the phone and i was just going like i feel like i uh, I, just, I can't even stop to even think to keep a sentence together. So anyway, our story that we want to kick it off was during covid everything shut down And so Quinn and I, you know, Quinn was still working from home. I was laid off for the time being, but we were trying to get out and do fun things and make it as fun as possible. So part of it was one day we were like, we're going to go ride bikes because there's uh, this bike trail that follows the river. It starts in Riverdale. And so we rode our bike. That's ironic. Yeah. I mean, not the show, like teenage show Riverdale, but um, with Archie. You know, no, no, you're not falling. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we ride down um, and we stop and there's this, this like, uh, 
What would, well, it's, what it's, would you... it's an old hist. Well, it's where they had the original Fort Ogden. So they had a old like, uh, Calvary fort there. Back yeah. The so day. we went in, we put our bikes down. And so as we're going, we're like having this parkour contest again, like I said, we're trying to make it as fun. So we were filming all of these, like who could parkour the best off of a bench. And our kids schooled us because we look like we were like geriatric trying to parkour. So anyway, there came to this point that there's this super steep sand hill. Like, I think there was a little bit of grass, but I mean, it was like kind of sandy, all of that. And so again, going back to Logan is we've always had to be like, run him like a puppy. And so we were like, Logan, run to the top of that hill. So he takes off tearing up this super steep hill. And of course, Olivia, our middle was like, oh no. <laughs> She's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Brother is not going to do it. So she goes running up it. And they get to the top and we're just standing up there just watching. And I was like, okay, guys, let's go. You know, and I'm thinking okay, they're going to like walk down because it is so sandy and loose and like all of this. And the next thing we know, Logan, he he goes full speed running down the hill and we will post it to our story because we have it on film. And Logan is running, arms are like flailing out to the side like a cartoon. Yeah, and he hits a point where he's... Like he's not even controlling his legs. his legs are just cycling. Yeah, and he is running and he hits like this bump. Like, I mean, it's downhill, but almost like a little like bump in the heel and he hits it and he is at full velocity that he can't control and he lands on his face. Yeah. Just turfs it. I mean, and, and <laughs> so the reason we wanted to tell that story is I think if you look back at being a kid or even as an adult, there's times where you get going so fast that you all of a sudden, there's nothing you can do. It's like your arms, legs, they're just, they're moving. They're moving and you are like, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. And like that's- just praying <laughs> at that point that you're like, uh, I hope I don't go down. And so we like to call that running wild. Yeah. So the first thing I wanted to just give everybody a uh, free pass on is number one, you're not alone if you feel this way. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I think, and that's what inspired this whole conversation was um, I was talking to Quinn on Wednesday of this last week on my way back to work. And I was like, everything's so good that's happening. But I was like, babe, I feel like I'm running wild. And that was my exact term. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's a great way to explain what's going on. It was like nothing in my life right now is like a bad thing. But I told him, I'm like, I can't get consistent working out because I'm just like, I am all over the place. Arms are flailing, like just hoping that my feet are going to land on the ground next. And that is literally how I feel right now with my life. (laughs) And and so I I feel like maybe I'm the muse of this episode. Well, uh, luckily these things come and go. And I think a good analogy of this is surfing. So when you go out and surf, uh, you'll get a wave set that comes through and it might come through. You might get three stacked up together. It might go off for five minutes. It just depends. Would you say it's coming through in waves? Yes, it's coming through in waves. Your like, lips move, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. I can't I'm, hear what you're saying. Thank yes, you for no, getting I'm, my Pink Floyd uh, reference. So, but the point is, is like, if you look at life, like sometimes in life, you're just sitting on your surfboard, enjoying the view going, hey man, this is really good. 
Next thing you know, you catch a wave. And then next thing you know, you're trying to paddle back out and you're getting pounded. You're just getting absolutely pounded and there's no reprieve. And you're like, well, I got to keep trying to power through these waves, just hoping that the set's going to finish up so you can actually get out there and not, not drown. But as Megan said, there's points where it's calm and that, but there's no way, for example, to time when the sets come through that you can actually. Yeah, surf. it's like you can hit a utopia being like, OK, I feel totally balanced. I have my schedule workout, all of this. And then all of a sudden it might get so crazy with your work schedule. Like and it's not a bad thing. And you're like, but it, it gets to the point. You're not ever going to reach utopia and it's going to stay in utopia. It's going to be like that wave set that Quinn talks about is. You need to look at it and say, okay, like if I make it past this, it's going to calm down. But it's not saying that it's not ever going to be crazy again. Oh, yeah. And and going back into that, there are things that are 100% out of your control. And there's a things there's things that are 100% in your control. And I've had to learn in life that like just like that wave set, instead of trying to like drown wrap myself through a crashing wave over and over and over and over and over and not making any distance. Cause there's been times that I've been trying to paddle between sets and you feel like you're getting somewhere. And all of a sudden you look and you're like, dude, I haven't moved. I just Well, <laughs> I did watch the movie with Gerard Butler, you know, about the no, surfer. I don't No, You've seen it. But anyway, this, this is the point is, uh, if you, I can't remember what the movie's called, but it's about the surfer, the big wave surfer. Anyway, Gerard Butler, Good on the eyes, just telling you. But there was a point. Still don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, no, there's a point in the movie where the guy, he's trying to teach him, like, he's like, where would you get into that big wave? And the guy tells him, and and he's like, no, you're absolutely wrong. The way that you're going about it is you need to, like, actually go and go sideways into the wave or you're never going to get out there. That's my point. Mm. You know, you've seen this movie. Okay. Still not ringing a bell, but with things being inside your control or outside your control, it's just like, for example, your, the news and national politics and all of that, that's something a hundred percent out of your control that if you invest too heavily into, you can spin out of control. You can feel like, oh my gosh, the world's falling apart and there's nothing I can, you know, and you can feel like you're running just like Logan did down that hill till you finally turf because you can't affect it versus let's say your fitness level, right? That's something that can be a hundred percent in your control if, as long as you're healthy, of course, but like that's something you can affect. Yeah. So I think there's times in our life, there are things that we want to hide from. I mean, we're all there. I, I mean, I feel like as an adult, there's times that you want to just go, you know, you mean being an adult, <laughs> that's a great thing to hide from. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, an analogy for that is our middle, middle child, Olivia, um, our middle child, Olivia, she was, I mean, literally that kid was happier than all get out. Like, I don't think there was a happier toddler out there until she saw my sister Holly. Yeah. But with that being <laughs> said was she was insanely crazy. Yeah. Like she walked at eight months, ran by nine. And so we came up, she was 11 months old and we came up to Quinn's sister's house. We lived in California, came to Salt Lake and she was running around their house 
Like, I mean, we're talking like trying to grab everything, you know, kind of just at the hype of being a crazy toddler. And Quinn's sister, Holly, walked in the room and it was the funniest thing. She like would see Quinn's sister in her like, uh, what is it? Periphery. Peripheral, peripheral vision. Yeah. And she would drop to the ground. She, she'd go into like child's pose. Like yeah. Yoga. And we call him possum. And like she would she act would, dead. She would bury her head. Like she'd try and tuck it under her and put her yeah, hands over the top Yeah. And so if you went, if you went up by her, you could see her like little eyes blinking, but she would act like she was dead until Holly left. <laughs> And there was this part too, like, you know, it was Thanksgiving. So we were like, oh, let's go see the Christmas trees down at Temple Square. So if you've, you know, ever been to Utah, go check it out during Christmas. Beautiful. So we go inside and there's this big Christmas tree and she's running around the Christmas tree. And all of a sudden she sees Holly and she is like in the middle of the walkway and we could not get her to like. She drops <laughs> once again down to child's pose. And, and, and is a dead <laughs> possum. She's a dead possum. But the reason for telling that story is you can't bury your head. It only makes things worse. So it's one of those things that you can't sit there. She and, should have just faced Holly dead on. Yes. <laughs> But it's like, it's like, you know, when, when life starts to spin out of control, there's certain things you just need to address. Let's say it's, let's say it's bills. Let's say it's a phone call you don't want to make, whatever. All these things act like, uh, gasoline on a fire. If you, if you don't address them. Well, and it's one of those things that we have been trying to work with all of our kids is if you kick the can down the road. Well, and I would say, you know, you, you said all of our kids, but I would say ourselves too. Yeah, for sure. And it's one of those because it's a lesson that we've had to learn over and over and over again was there's times you want to just bury your head. And if you do that, it, it doesn't just go away. Yeah, you can't be Olivia and just turtle on the floor. <laughs> turtle. Yeah. And uh we used to say that in hockey. If someone would go down and cover their head, turtle. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can't you can't go down like that and expect that you're going to open your eyes and it's not going to be there. So a lot of times, you know, running out of control. A lot of it, you know, when I, I just mentioned, there are things in your control and out of your control. Well, there's things that are in your control that you just don't want to address that cause you to end up running down that hill like Logan. I, I, I feel like you have a a good story. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're all of a sudden you're running going, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so please share. Oh, geez. Okay, this is a good one about like you can't you can't stick your head in the sand, if you will, like an ostrich. So uh <laughs> so when I wore a younger man's clothes. According to our oldest, you wear the same style clothes that you did at this age. Well, when, when one has perfect taste in music and good sense in fashion. Yeah, I'm just saying, our oldest always says, dad dresses exactly like he did in college. And I'm like, pretty much, for the most part. <laughs> T-shirt, jeans. Somewhat a little less hippie, but... A little bit more refined. Yeah. I like Viore clothes. Yeah. They're soft. They are soft. Okay. So my story goes as follows. So I had had a uh, lady that I had been... Not Megan. Not Megan. Not as cool. Nutmeg. <laughs> nutmeg. <laughs> nutmeg. Was this when you made our daughter eat nutmeg? No, that was a different time. Well, she was, she's like, that smells really good. Can I eat it? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and then, yeah, she still brings it yeah. up. That, yeah. So uh, I, I had dated this woman for a while. and Woman. Woman. <laughs> and So refined. And she had tired of me. 
and maybe I hadn't tired of her, if you will. And uh, so terminated the relationship and she ended up getting engaged. So I found out she got engaged and I was like, oh, good on you. You know, blah, 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 blah. Like I thought you guys were still together when she got engaged. No, not really. That's a different one. Oh, yeah, I'm mixing my stories. Yeah, we're not telling that story today. Yeah, I don't know if we're ever telling that one. Anyway, go. <laughs> yes, if you want a private conference sometime, maybe you could hear that other story. But uh, so anyway, I had heard through the grapevine and then we talked and she'd mentioned, yeah, I'm, I'm engaged, I'm getting married and all that. And I was, you know, wished her well and all of that. And I was, I was heartbroken. I was, you know, of course my innocence was ruptured to, to a degree, but like I, w- I was, I was heartbroken and. I feel like there was no innocence. Like I don't know where this you're trying to play off. Like it was innocent before I met you. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So they're playing hockey all those years. Yes. You came out unscathed. 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 Yes. I came to the honor of many a good hockey player. So anyway, so there we were, and this probably was an October, September. We had this conversation and all of that, or maybe it's even earlier, like August, that I found out she's getting married. So fast forward a little bit, my mom had had gallbladder surgery, but she thought she was having a heart attack. So when she was having, when she was having like the surgery and afterwards she thought she was dying when she came out of anesthesia and stuff and got her wits about her, she called the travel agency and booked a trip to Mexico, which I I think I have gallbladder problems. (laughs) Does that mean I get a trip? I think we're going in September, Oh, but I think I'm going to have gallbladder problems in October. I'm just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> that one might be hard to pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, there. So fast forward. It's right before Christmas. It's like uh, early twenties of December, somewhere in there. And I go walking into the airport, and I come walking up, and do 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 do. And I walk up to the ticket gate and my dad's standing there, my mom's standing there. And then also I look up and uh, there is the woman I used to date standing there with said husband. Heading on their honeymoon. Heading on their honeymoon. And I'm like, oh dear. And so it was one of those moments where I was like, I I really don't want to do this because what are the odds? We're probably not going to the same place, of course. So No, but didn't you take off? Yeah, I turned around and walked the other direction and my- Yeah, I was going to say Quinn's dad, he... He did not deal well with stress. Well, yeah. And he sometimes did not, as they would say, read the room to see... I wasn't there, but I just know him as well. I think you were I was probably... (laughs) No, at this point, I was probably still an element. No, just kidding. Um, But... It makes the story that much better that Quinn, when he yeah, tells I, it, like, I turn around and I, and I'm like, you're running away. Well, yeah. And I was like, and I, my brother knew what was going on. I was like, Zach, let's go get some, cause the best tape that you could get for your hockey socks, you know, to tape your socks up over your shin pads. I like that you say, you know, like, yeah, like was, all- was airport tape. Cause it was breakaway tape Okay, back before breakaway tape, but you're just mainly athletic tape you use. But if you got the good stuff to wrap skis that they had out there. So whenever you went to the airport, you borrowed as many rolls of that tape that you could get. Borrowed. So I made an excuse. I was like, Oh, we're going to get tape. And my dad's like, Quinn, Quinn Brown, Quinn Brown, born in 1976 <laughs> from Ames, Iowa, who currently resides in. And so everybody's turning around because my dad's like, like he has no like yeah. he did not read the room of he, what was going on. And so instantly that piques uh, this young woman's interest because she's heard the name before. And all of a sudden she looks up and I was like, hi. And uh, <laughs> I was like, 
where are you going? She's like, oh, we're on our honeymoon. And her, her poor husband was like, hi. And I'm like, hi. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, and then they said where they They, they going. said, oh, we're going to Cancun. I was like, <laughs> oh, you don't say, huh? So are we. <laughs> and so anyway. And so what is that movie that we watched? Oh, you dude, were like, it was, uh, oh my gosh. It's, uh. It's not the heartbreak kid. It's uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes. Yeah. I kind of experienced this. Yeah. So anyway, we, we <laughs> feel like that was the story of yeah, my life. So it was kind of like how I grew up uh, doing farm labor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We know. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So I go to the gate and of course there they are at the gate and I'm like, okay, I can sit over here or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so we get on the airplane like to sit and I'm like, well, you guys have a great flight. This is fun. Like, I'll see you later. And we get on the airplane and it is legitimately, they are sitting right in front of us, like back of head. Full flight, right? Full flight. Yeah. Right in front of us. And I'm like, real rich, real rich. Oh, but that doesn't end the story. Oh, no, no, no. So then we get to the uh, Cancun airport and I'm like, well, big gulps, huh? Well, (laughs) Well, see see you later, later, you know, and thinking that was it. So we get our luggage, all of that come out and my mom had paid for this. Transport. Uh, transfer like an yeah. airport shuttle, which was a big tour bus. Well, we get on this tour bus that was going up and down the strand, dropping people off. And they were the only seats that were left were straight across. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I say, yeah, like I know, but I've heard this story. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> so anyway, got to have that joy of sitting. And then it got to like, we dropped off people. <laughs> we dropped off more people. Boy, people started leaving the bus, right? <laughs> and then we get down, and it is legitimately my little brother, myself, my parents, and those two. And then your mom turned to you and my just mom like, said, If we're in the same hotel, we will rebook and go somewhere else. <laughs> and uh, anyway, they got off the luckily, hotel before, right? They got off the hotel right before, saw them all over Cancun that week. It was so. If any of you guys uh, ever want to know what it was like to uh, go on a uh, former uh, lady friend's honeymoon with. With them? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was yeah, there. The best is we stayed uh, down at the Strand like a year ago. Yeah, we stayed at the Vine Cancun, met a ton and of friends. And the Super best fun. is as we were going past, he's like, yep, that was the hotel. This was where <laughs> it went down. Like, it was like, he was like, re- and it's one of my favorite stories, but it was like, we were reliving it as we were yeah, on the, the I, bus. In yeah. all reality, you know, you can say boohoo for me or whatever, but I feel you have an amazing story. I have an amazing story and I felt really bad for them. Like, how <laughs> bad does that suck? That like, I, I still love the cornbread. Yeah. And then of course, oh, it gets even better. So we're flying back out. And this is back when the Cancun airport was like a giant barn, basically like a big metal building with chairs. And, uh, there's a bunch of delays and legitimately, the only seats available are like my family next to them, which was just great. Just, <laughs> just great. great. You're like, oh, but, what'd you guys do this whole week? Yeah, but I, I was with my parents. But the point is, is it's like, I should have just faced it head on. And as uncomfortable as it was for everybody in the situation, probably excluding my little brother who thought it was hysterical. And my, let me just tell you, we had a fantastic trip. 
my brother was. Uh, is that the trip he fell off? Yeah. The, so the... we were at the Coco Bongo. And we're <laughs> this da- is totally a tangent, we're, we're but dancing, also an awesome We're story. dancing on top of this bar, and I was dancing with this beautiful woman I'd met from Austria, and my brother had met this other again, not Megan. This other really beautiful <laughs> woman, and he looks over at me, and we're having, we're like, dude, you're dancing on top. We're, the top bar. we're on top of the bar, and this bar was like probably like four and a half feet, like almost. It was not. I'd say like four and a half feet tall, so it was tall. And we're dancing up there, just having a great time. And my brother's like, he's looking at me, giving me like a thumbs up. Like, does it get any better than this? And the next thing I know, I see the sole of his shoe flying through <laughs> the air. And he was, uh, he had legitimately stepped off the back of the bar. <laughs> I look over and he's all day standing up trying to figure out what just happened. But it's so funny because one second I see him like, just yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah, buddy, it doesn't get any better. Next thing I know, I just see the sole of his shoe <laughs> flying through the air. Yeah. Yeah. But now Cancun's still one of your favorite places. It is. It yeah. is. It yeah. is. But point is, is if I would have hit it head on, it wouldn't have been nearly as uncomfortable. Yeah. If you would have said, hey, I know this is uncomfortable, but I, you know, I'm here with my family, whatever. But it is one of my favorite stories yeah, about was... you going on your ex-girlfriend's <laughs> honeymoon. That was awesome. <laughs> well, we just had another crazy story that kind of not that crazy, but runs the same line. Uh about just not avoiding a problem. Uh, well, obviously, you can't remember what the like, story is, but our car battery almost blew oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, uh. uh, yeah, yeah. So just, you know, so when we were in heading out to Colorado, um, I don't even think we shared this because there's been so much going on, but um, we were heading out there and it was the kind of deal we pulled into one of the cities to go get lunch. And Dude, we're like, okay, first off, it was we went to Grand Junction, and if any of you ever was it Fruta or Grand Junction? Fruta, Fruta. I don't remember. I don't remember. All I remember is all the I smell. remember is there was a freaking Chick Fil A sign next to the interstate. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, it, and it didn't even say Chick Fil A twenty five miles in the opposite direction. Yeah, like way. I mean, it was like. They had a Chick-fil-A sign and normally like interstate signs when it says like, hey, it will say like five miles or or, or it'll just say to the right. and You drive like a quarter mile and it's there. It was it was like 20 minutes. It was like a 20 minute detour. So anyway, we like slow down and we're in the Chick-fil-A line and I literally am like flipping out on Logan. I'm like, you have got to stop farting like it smells so bad in the car and like everybody's just like i think your exact quote was get your cornhole under control yeah i was like literally and he's like mom i'm not and i'm like whatever you know so we we get going again it doesn't smell that bad and then we pull into what eagle was that what we're yeah, saying? Yeah. So we pull in the Eagle and it's just as bad. And we, yeah. It starts happening. And I like turn and i start freaking out on logan again he's like mom it's not me and then we're like oh so we we pop the hood and we can see where the acids leaked out all over the battery. And if you run your batteries dry, they can start on fire. And the point of telling this story is we addressed it instead of just going, well, let's come out and see what happens tomorrow. We addressed yeah, it. Yeah, it was like immediately we yeah. unloaded and couldn't I like pray. Like, We're like, don't let the car bl- like blow up. Let's go to AutoZone. It is two and a half miles. <laughs> we can make it, right? So instead of like, instead of like ignoring it. We drove to AutoZone, switched out the battery and yeah, we were rolling. But the the reason why we tell that story is if you don't slow down and address what's going on, like if you don't like check your speed, 
Like Logan, you better check down. yourself before you wreck yourself. Well, Logan yourself. wrecked himself. Yeah, but yeah. Like if you don't slow down, life has a funny way of making sure you do. Yeah, like, and I and that's the thing. Um, I think one. I mean, the battery. But I think there's times in your life that you're like running wild. You have so much going on. You're not checking in, like self care or any of that. Like life has a way of just making you slow down. And I think a lot of times that is you get sick. Oh yeah. Or it's like, it's like if you're on skis or a snowboard, I've had it where, you know, you're, you're cruising, you're having a good time. Then all of a sudden you just start booking and you're going a little too fast and then you're hitting bumps and you're like, I got like a 50, 50 shot if I'm going to land on my skis. And instead of like going, okay, I can keep under control at this speed. When you pass that threshold, one thing can just throw you. And instead of it being your choice to stop, you're going to stop how gravity. Well, and I think a good way of explaining that is I think it was probably like four or five years ago skiing. Um, Quinn went up. I had come down with the kids and you were skiing and or no, you're snowboarding when the person didn't check their speed, nor if there was anybody below. Oh, dude. The, yeah, you're looking at me. So um, anyway, this this. Was it a skier snowboarder? I can't remember. It was a skier. Yeah. So they, um, if you have skied, there is like, when you hit the transition area, you can like pop it, you can pop it and you can just launch it. It's it's full on Eddie, the Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so Quinn was below and the guy did not check his speed, nor if anyone was down there. And so it was kind of a, a, dual part thing where Quinn was probably standing where he shouldn't have been. You have it reversed. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. So the All guy right. was standing where he shouldn't have been and I popped. Oh yeah. Go. go. But anyway, you were the crazy. Yeah. And I do you could, like that I, they were so well, old but, that we forget, but he was blind like me, not, not like legitimately, but he was sitting underneath a blind hill. That's right. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I see him, I throw on the brakes, but I was probably going too fast I throw on the brakes and I end up his hip, like his hip lands on my face essentially. And I'm pretty sure I fractured my sinuses, yeah, he, my sinus when cavity. When came home, he looked like sloth. And like I, literally like. We went to, we went over to a friend's house. It was New Year's, New Year's night. He, and I blew my nose and the whole side of my face inflated. Yeah. It and was I was disgusting. like, I'm going home. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I forgot that you were the. No, he was the problem. Yeah. You are the solution. But the point that we're trying to make is you really, you know, in life, there's sometimes you start going like Logan down the hill, but there's times you start going down that hill and you can get a grip, like you can check your speed. And in all honesty, I mean, I probably shouldn't, I probably should have like at least eyeballed it before I popped, you know, to, to get that air. And I, that wouldn't have happened. But if you if you can't get a grip on what's what's taking you down the road, you will end up dumping it, right? Yeah, and I think that um, it is stopping, and we've talked at the beginning or closer to the beginning of the episode, is you're never going to hit just utopia and it's going to stay that way. Yeah. You're, so- you know, you're going to have a part where you're like, I, you know, you feel like you're running wild and you're going to stop and say, okay, I need to check. I need to assess what this is. What is it that I can, you know, uh, what can I control? What can I control? Is there something I can take off my schedule? Is it, 
I just need to take a moment to um, get everything lined up. Or it might be the kind of deal that you're like, hey, I'm moving and it's going to be so insanely crazy. Like Jesus, take the will. But once, once I get on the other side of that, I know that I can go back and prioritize and get where I need to be. I just need to get over this this situation right here. Yeah. And I, I need to face it. I, I can't like, you know, turtle it or go possum. Like you need to just hit it. And I think understanding in life, there are going to be times that you start running down that hill and your legs are just cycling and there's nothing you can do. Right. You have to realize that is part of life. And like Megan said, it's like, you know, as far as utopia goes, you can go like we have, we do it all the time. We go on vacation, come back. Like, I can't believe how relaxed, how peaceful. That was such an amazing, like, week and it, then all it, of a sudden yeah it's literally we walk sudden, through the door <laughs> yeah 20 minutes after being home you're like what the hell just happened <laughs> yeah yeah you're like oh we're back we're we are back and it's like with me kind of feeling like running wild it was one of those that talking to Quinn because that's I, I think it's just been everything and it's good things this summer you know it's like I I um I made kind of, not a vow, but I decided that part of it of me stepping back of working full time and and having that luxury of doing it is I want to build as many memories with my kids. So part of it is brought on myself because it's like every time Logan's like, not every time I should back that up because I can't every time. But if he's like, I want to go skate. I'm like, okay, let's make it happen. And I try to do it where it's just, we're constantly having fun. It's like, I'm the fun bus, but, um, and I told Quinn, I'm like, it's all good. And we're building these memories. But I think part of it was in reevaluating. Um, we had this family reunion that I was in charge of. So part of it was Quinn reminding me, he's like, we're, uh, once we get through, you know, through the reunion, you're going to have one thing you're going to take off. So it's not going to be looming out there where you're going to feel like you're like, okay, I can refocus. But part of it is I realized I'm like, okay, my health, I need to, I need to get control of that because I'm having the fun bus over here, little big stin working, but I'm not working on, you know, just my own health. And so that's where kind of the running wild was, is I, I looked at it saying, these aren't bad things. I just like, I felt like I told Quinn, I'm like, I can't even like, think longer than like, you know, I walk into the kitchen. I can't remember what I'm doing. Cause I feel like there's so much coming out. Like it's going on in my brain. You well, know? And I, I think probably the easiest way, and you did this on the way home, but the easiest way to address those situations when that happens is you have to write it out. Like yeah. you write out the craziness and figure out where your priorities lie within the craziness. And sometimes You've got to be able to pull things out of the craziness, right? I I honestly think uh, your speed a lot of times, this is, I'm not saying Megan, your speed. I'm saying- In our, general. In general, the F-word nation speed a lot of times is self-inflicted. Like either we overschedule ourselves or we overschedule our kids to the point to where it's like, there is no time for uh, couple time. There's no time for family time. There's no time for well, one-on-one it, it, kid we, time. There's we, no personal time. Yeah, and we did that when our kids were little, like, you know, because I wanted our kids to have every experience under the sun is they were in like three activities. 
and they were going every which way. And there's nothing wrong with that. Each family functions differently. But like there was a point where Quinn was like, we are dividing and conquering every single moment of every single day that we have any free time. And we are never all together ever. Like it was never all together. And so he was like, this is crazy. And so um, we kind of just change things up where our kids are in activities and that, but it is one where we're like, um, to the one po- thing at a time. Yeah. One thing at a time. And it is to the point now, and I'm not saying, cause there's a lot of things we don't have figured out, but our kids love family time. They do like, and, and I, it's one of those things. Like if we haven't had a chance, they're like, can we have family movie tonight? Can we just all chill? And it's, it's a point, but we definitely were on the other side of it where Quinn and I were running wild a hundred percent of the time. And it was, it was a, the kind of deal where like, uh, you know, how much do they absolutely love what they're doing? Cause you might have a kid that absolutely loves what they're doing and you need and, to be there. And you can also have a kid that just won't say no to anything. Yes. You want to do that? Sure. Want to do that? Sure. Yeah. Or it could be, it, it doesn't have to be a kid. It could be a friend. It could be a spouse. And I, and I think one thing, you know, this is, you know, when Megan and I were having this conversation about this and she was like, Oh my gosh, I just can't get my health under control. I've got so much going on. And one thing I had to bring up is, well, and I think part of it, as I said, I was like, I work part time and I feel like I, I stepped down from full time and I have no time. Well, that was part of it. And I was like, how do I not have time? And one of the things I really brought up to you is like, that's great. You're doing all that, but are you making time for the things that make you tick or are you falling on the sword for everyone else? Like there's, there's no, there's no special badge, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be as a parent or whether it be a job, there's no special badge that you get for being a martyr. Like I love it. Like when sometimes I'll be at, a work function and somebody will say, I haven't taken a vacation in like six years. I'm like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And it's like, they want to be this martyr for the cause. Right. But at the, you know, when everything goes away, nobody's going to remember that they didn't go on a vacation in six years. Or it's like when your kids leave the house and all you're left with is your health, nobody's going to remember that, or you're not going to sit there and go, well, I did this for everybody else. And then now I can't function. Yeah. So I think that it's definitely finding a balance for sure. For sure. Finding a balance. It's like, you know, you need to clean your house. Right. But if you're so, oh, we did an epic. Oh, it looked good. It did. It was the point we where almost I got a hotel. I know I told the whole family. I'm like, we're staying at a hotel tonight because we deep clean. The house. But what I'm saying is if all you're ever like fixated on is that your house is absolutely clean all the time that your kids can't live in your house or, you know, uh, you have to have a balance of making the messes, but also cleaning it up. Like it can't be all the fun. It can't be all of the like, Hey, we, we can't have fun in the house. It's, oh yeah. Or it's finding the balance between those. And, and right now I feel like I'm in that and not saying that I'm like, Oh, I want to pull back on the memories. It's just, I need to, more so of reevaluating and going into this week, Quinn and I are like, okay, yeah, like we are, we, we have a plan and all of that. And, um, it doesn't mean that it's going to change all of like, Hey, let's build memories with the kids while it's summertime. It's just more like, I got to be slightly more disciplined on me, like making that me time and my kids sleep in. So there's no excuse really. Oh yeah. yeah. And then that is, I mean, part, at least for me, 
a huge part of me fall, feeling like I'm running wild is when I don't have me time. Yeah. And that was part of it too. As I said, I'm like, babe, I am never alone. Like one thing that's ever been, alone, yeah, like ever. What's been driving me crazy is having to rest from a car accident, not being able to exercise. I've been going batty. I've been having anxiety, all this stuff. And I'm like, I need that. Like it's, it's the me time. It's, it's what I need. It's what I, it's, it's what I found that works. So meaning like, do are you making the things that that mellow you out, smooth you out a priority? Or are you, or are you just sitting there? Cause it's easy to, like I said, it's very easy to be a martyr because it's easier to complain that you don't have something or you're not able to do something cause you're running wild versus actually doing it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I lost my train of thought <laughs> that <laughs> well, happens in yeah, the F four nation. Yeah. Well, guys. you know, another, Woo! another point that I'd like to just bring up is, um, you know, like I said, things start to fall apart if you don't check your speed, but even more so than that, don't run from something because you know, it will suck. I mean, a good example of this would be like bills or it would be like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to tell this person I can't go to this. Or it's like, oh my gosh, I need to do this with my kid and they don't want to do it either. And it's like you start to avoid stuff. And like we've talked about before in uh like Atom our our episode we talked about habits is you know, just like good habit stacking up, like issues you choose not to deal with stack up too. And I felt probably the most out of control, like I felt, whether it be in school, whether it be in work, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be as a parent, is when I've let the things stack up that I know I need to do, but I'm just I'm just kicking the can down the road. Oh, definitely. And I think that um it it just adds adds anxiety. Like it, it's one of those that you're like, you kick it further down the road, things that you either need to get done or that instead of facing it head on, it just, it's going to just, it's like putting gasoline on yeah. anxiety where instead of saying, okay, this is hard. I don't want to do this or this, you know, you work through it. It's something that you can move off of your list. And then you're like, okay, I don't, I don't need to worry about this anymore. Well, and by facing things head on, what you're actually doing is making decisions. And as, as difficult sometimes, and as indecisive, and sometimes you're seen as making a decision as you're rude, right? Which is crazy, but, uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, so rude. so rude, but the point behind it is by making a decision, it's just like, Making a decision is a way of checking your speed going down that hill. So making a decision, you're going to take something off your plate, making a decision that you're going to take care of yourself, making a decision that you're going to you know, be there more for X, Y, and Z, doesn't matter. It's just making a decision will check your speed and keep you in control because at that point you are making the decision to be in control of your life. See what and I did I, there? I think too, yeah. And I think <laughs> that it's as we, you know, we... Did an episode, we're doing a lot of episode drops in this one, but um, we talked about staying in your lane. And I mean, definitely. Yeah, I would like to remind that to the nice yeah, man who yeah, that, wiped me off the face yeah, of this earth a few yeah, weeks ago. That, I feel like that was foreshadowing. <laughs> Stay in your freaking lane, lane. man. <laughs> yeah, but what, the thing in life is, and especially like kind of my mini meltdown this week was, is are you in the driver's seat? If you are running wild, a lot of times you're not necessarily in the driver's seat. 
You're the one that just is like, oh, I'm out of control. I don't know where we're going. So it's it's stopping reevaluating. And that doesn't mean that like reevaluating is going to make it easy. That you're like, oh, yeah, now it's easy. We're smooth sailing. It's one of those that you're either like, okay, I need to navigate through this. It's going to suck. It's going to be hard. I'm going to navigate, work through it. But have like that light at the end of the tunnel where you're like, this is the highest priority right now. So I'm going to work through this. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then, okay, now I can pick up and find a little bit more balance in that. But find a way that you are the driver. You're not the passenger where you're like, I feel completely out of control. And, you know, we're never stopping at the gas station for to go to the bathroom. Because nothing's worse than being on a road trip with people that are oh, like, dude. we're going eight hours, we're not stopping. And you're like, I don't know why you went all hillbilly. Or I did, but. And also, I never would ever say that. So No, I know. Like, we are very much so like, like if we drove up to Boise, guys. It's five hours. I think it's like we we did, we did pretty good. But a lot of times, even in a five-hour trip, we'll stop like four times. I we're would like, say four. I would say probably two. Oh, easily three. Little bladder over there. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, we are all about it. But anyway, long story short, well, is find a way to be in that driver's seat. Doesn't mean that it's like it's not going to be hard to navigate, but make sure you're the one in the driver's well, seat dictating the call. And I hate to drop a, a millennial trigger into the ex, into the F word nation, but millennials are getting there too. So, uh, but you know, you hear all the time and it's not something that we grew up with, but we hear it now more than ever of like, what are triggers, right? What are things that'll set you off? Um, we definitely grew up as just put your head down and do it. Like, but there are certain things that, you know, are we grew up getting spanked in school. <laughs> let's be honest. I was like, it's a whole different generation. Yeah. But, uh, there are certain things that, you know, like when you feel like you're getting out of control, know what those triggers are, recognize it and figure out, like we talked about, like prioritize, write it out, figure out what it is. So you don't get to the point like Logan, where you're airborne and just sliding on your forehead, <laughs> you know, we're going to post the video. You guys are going to love it. <laughs> um, I think lastly is talk it out. It's one of those that, um, I am grateful every day I have the QB because he is definitely my soundboard of like me just being like, ah, you know, it just being like, okay, let's stop. Let's talk it out is as I like to say is find yourself a thunder buddy. So if you haven't seen Ted. Yeah. And, and you're not yeah. easily offended. Yeah. And not easily <laughs> offended. So I'm not saying if you're easily offended, don't watch it. But the best part is, is that, you know, Thunder Buddy, when there's a thunderstorm, yeah. it's him. They have a song. It's my favorite part. And we use it all the time of being like, who's your Thunder Buddy? Who's the person that when you're scared or you feel overwhelmed, that's or gonna you're be spinning that out of control yeah, is who's going to be that person. Well, and sometimes like Megan said, it, her and I use each other. Yeah. <laughs> Use each other, yeah. Um, her and I use <laughs> wow. each other a lot as sounding boards. See yeah, what I did but there? I mean, yeah, but a lot of sounding boards. But sometimes it's really good. Like I've got a few friends that all call up and say, "Call me on my BS on this if I'm if I'm off the mark." Like some people that you know, find make sure you have some people that in your corner that will be absolutely one hundred percent honest with you. That uh, that will call you out if you're and not just be your hype squad at the same time. 
Yeah, because I think that that is hard. That those are the best of friends, the people that will say, hey, man, like I, I love you, but I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, it's it's interesting. We we even had an experience and we shared it in an episode with uh, my buddy, Chris, who was living with us where he was over for dinner. We were complaining how bad things were, how they were spinning out of control. And he's like, well, I gave up my apartment and I decided I'm just going to live out of my car. <laughs> yeah. Like homeless. And it was just one of those Quinn and I were like, uh, no, oh. you don't. No, you don't come, yeah. come move in with us. Yeah. But the point is, is you know, sometimes too, just finding an out another mountaintop will change your perspective. Like you can see that there's something bigger out there. I, I know, didn't have a mountaintop. All I had was a news station. <laughs> but I mean, there, there's been, uh, you know, it's like uh, Megan and I did the Inca Trail like many a moon ago. Whew, that was like 22 years ago. I had hair. Yeah. I had youth. Yes. I had a uterus. <laughs> you had a uterus. <laughs> you had hair. I had a uterus. How fun is that? Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Except mine wasn't surgically removed. Yeah, mine was. Yeah. 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 So anyway. But, it didn't fall out. But when, you, yes, <laughs> but when you're doing the Inca Trail, you go up and you kind of get to one summit and you're like, oh man, that was terrible. And then you look up and you see. Oh yeah. I remember that day two. Yeah. We, and we hiked it, I think one of the last years that you could do it without hiring yeah, a it, we did it self-guided. Yeah, before you and could, so we were hardcore. Totally but I broke. remember Quinn had done it before, and we got to the top of this peak that was like almost 6,000 feet. No, it was almost 15,000 oh, feet. Oh, okay, 6, whatever. 6,000 feet would be almost no, the elevation like, <laughs> we live at. <laughs> no, I, that's what I meant, yeah. 16,000. Yeah, guys, my brain's not fully working. You know? Anyway, we got to this 15,000. Almost 15. Almost. And I remember just, we lay down and Quinn was, then he just takes his finger and like points it over. And it was always like, it was almost like a, because it was like, you looked over and the only way I can describe it, it was like on Emperor's New Groove where they have the mountains that are like, they go straight down and then they go straight back up. And where we were going next was like, the peak was bigger <laughs> and you're like, what? I just got here. So, I mean- Meaning like not to depress you and think it's going to be that much more work, but sometimes like just getting to the top, you realize, okay, that wasn't that bad. And there's other great vistas up there too. So sometimes, yeah, you might have a bigger problem. It's a Buena Vista. It's a Buena Vista. Like sometimes there might be a bigger problem up there. Sometimes it might be just a better view. So, you know, our biggest thing that we wanted to get across to you guys and our not excuse, but explanation as to why we didn't make our last episode is to understand we get it, man. Life yeah, you insane. are not alone. I think every single person, um, I in their F word nation, I think this is some of the craziest years of your life. Just busy, just because a lot, you know, working hard at your career, you know, have kids if you have them or not. And it's just you're trying to be like, you know, a good citizen in in your community and like all just all the things and you're just trying to, you know, kind of keep it all juggling. You do know how to juggle. I do. I learned in PE. I know Quinn somehow had this like absurdly amazing PE teacher. Thank you, Deb Anderson. Yeah. Like they had archery juggling square dancing. Square. I mean, it's like everything. Yeah. Roller skates. Yeah. Ping pong. Roller skating basketball, <laughs> bowling unit. 
Yeah, and it's like line dancing. Yeah, all these things. You want me to keep? No, going? it's like, but it was almost a joke for years. Pommel horse. Yeah, where Quinn's like, you didn't do that, and Pete, I'm like, no, no, I didn't. So anyway, Quinn yeah. knows how to juggle. Absolutely, I'm not very good. I mean, it's not like chainsaws or anything, but I I can work my way around a three set. Yeah, and I know how to uh, dosi do and promenade too. Thank you very sure much. Sure do. <laughs> sure do. Well, everybody, thank you guys so much for hang tuning in. in. Yeah, hang, hang in, in there. there, just like the little kitty poster. Oh, yeah. meow, meow. But uh, but hang in there, and just make sure that you guys are all realizing that you're giving yourselves enough credit that. What you're doing is hard, but just keep pushing. Yeah, check yourself. Check yourself. Before you wreck yourself. Yeah, for sure. Stay classy.